Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, I barely see you with a spotlight, but it's great to be here uh, at the Next Web and in Amsterdam. And um, a bit of female power here. So let's start. Uh, I want to tell you where the first time I met Lupina. It was five years ago, and she was actually pitching on a stage like this in front of 200 people, what was still the MVP of Fintonic. She was pregnant of her second kid. And five years later, uh, Lubina has now three kids and has led Fintonic to close to 500,000 users, a team of 80 people present in Spain and Latin America, and has recently closed the biggest round for Spanish fintech, 25 million with actually EMG Group and PSN as partners. But um, before we dive in into the topic that brings us here today, I just let's get some basics on what's actually Fintonic uh, that maybe you can share with us to explain the product to the audience. Of course. And thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure to be surrounded for you, for all entrepreneurs. Uh, I don't know if some of you remember this song. You don't need to be rich to be my girl. Well, this is the same. You don't need uh, to have a bank to have the best financial experience. And that on what we believe no, in Fintonic. I want to tell you what is Fintonic. Fintonic is not a bank and we don't want to be it. It's very important. This is our DNA. It doesn't matter who is in our board, if it's ING or whoever it is, because we are not going to be a bank because we want to give our users the best financial experience. And you cannot be a bank to give this. No, You need to be a platform. And that's what I'm going to explain right forward. Fintonic is just a big data technology company that we happen that we add value to our users in the banking area and also in the insurance area. Uh, we are a platform that operates between the bank and the clients. And in less than two minutes, you are going to see all your credit cards and all your banks in Fintonic. You can have your credit cards and your banks and your husbands Thanks. or your father-in-law and whatever you want, because Fintonic is going to help you organize your money and save and to really get the most of your money. In Fintonic, you will see a complete view of your finance. Everything is organized and categorized automatically. So you don't have to do anything at all. You will know how much do you spend supermarket, cell phone, or you will know if you have a life insurance and with whom, uh, with this functionality, I so that I have two life insurance. Oh my God, why? Because my bank crossed me another one. No? So Fintoni will show you everything, what you have. So you won't fight again with your husband. That happened to me five years ago. Where is your money going? What happened? Why are you in overdraft? No, that was a bit um, annoying. And right now, we know where our money goes. Also in Fintonic, you will have your credit score. And it's very important because this gives you the power to understand if you are sexy or good to your bank. Which API do you serve if you're going to get a loan? If you, don't know, you do not know that, you are not going to play in the same field with them. So it's very important to understand if you are good or no. So we give them the credit score to our users. In Spain, you don't have a positive word as you have in the United States. It's called FICO, for example. No? Um, that's why we have launched it. Also in Fintonic, 
It's very important that we are independent. So we always give our juices the very, very best. We are aligned with them and we keep this promise. I am passionate about finance because I used to work on banking, but right now, more than ever. Because here, we can offer uh, loans from several banks and also uh, insurance from more than 50 different entities. So this is very important because like within Fintonic, without going out from Fintonic, you will get the best loan and the best insurance from your own profile. Um, and of course, we send alerts about everything to our users. Uh, right now, we've been five years. The very, when we start, the people say, oh, this is scary, why am I going to give my credentials? But now when they see how it's worked, why it's useful, because we tell them how many fees they're charging them. For example, last year, we saved our users 13 million euros in fees. Um, we tell them if something is duplicate. This is the way Fintonic works, no? Telling the people the truth, telling everything in a transparent way. So this is Fintonic. Okay, so as, as Fintonic has many apps within a, one app, I wanted to deep dive. But now our topic today is user acquisition after the, the first 100K, the do's and don'ts and the tips and best practices on how to keep up the growth. Um, and I want you all to take into account that in order to be a user of Fintonic, you need to give the credentials to all your banks. So it's not just getting a user to download your app and get into that. They need to, you need to gain their trust. Um, so first to start on how and when did you reach that threshold of 100K to start strong? Okay, at the very beginning, what we did to build this trust, we partnership with the best media newspaper in Spain, it's called Expansion, and with them we weren't going to get a lot of amount of users, but we built the trust, and that was very important. In 2014, uh, after we knew who our users were, the protopersonas, uh, which media they did consume, we start our uh, marketing, acquisition process. And that was really amazing because we've done many things. We've done TV and we keep on doing it. And you're going to see that as we measure everything really good, every hour we know where our users come from. If they're from a newspaper, from TV, from radio, from social media, we measure everything really good. We really understand what they need and what media they consume. With TV, with a Sometimes we bet Facebook. Sometimes for us, TV is uh, a lower pay price to user acquisition. So uh, on that moment, that of course, on the very beginning, the users didn't realize what's this, who's the people, who's behind. They didn't know our partners. They didn't know anything at all. And the funnel of the user acquisition, it wasn't so easy no, at the very beginning. With the partnership with this newspaper, it become to be better. And now with the word of mouth, people seeing that it's just uh, that they have a value added in, with the app, uh, everything has become much more easy, of course. So what's today? I mean, I think it's, it's pretty rare for a startup to go on TV. So how did you get to those do's and don'ts of where to use TV and how to manage that sort of campaigns? Yes, it's really weird and it's really scary because it's really, really expensive. But um, in Fintonic, what I always believe that innovation is organization and you have to be really, really well organized with TV and with marketing also. You have to have a really good strategy 
And for us, what it has worked is to do everything in-house, uh, because TV is a GRP, no? it's the volume of people is like watching TV on that moment. So if you know your audience, if you know which slots they are, if in TV you have a lot of things to do, not only spots, then, and if you are flexible to call the TVs and very, very fast to tell them, I don't want this spot in this slot, or um, I don't want this mentioned tomorrow, I want to change it for the day after or whatever, if you really understand your audience, it works. But uh, you have to take in consideration that our user cost is 400 times lower than a bank user acquisition cost. We are not a bank, of course, and uh, we have a, a different version, but if you are startups, uh, please don't start doing TV uh, alone, like, without knowing it. You need to, like, take a person and your fame, like, it's going to be on that every day because you can't lose all your budget in marketing because of TV, like, in two days or three days. It's really, really scary. So. Uh, we decided to do really small trials, really, really small. And what we did, uh, I, I didn't tell you that before, um, uh, we did a partnership with the TV in terms of CPA, cost of per, uh, acquisition. So at the very beginning, our trial was, okay, I'm going to pay you this and uh, 10 euros more per each new user. And they were like very surprised, but it worked. <laughs> so we understand how the TV work for one month, and then we decide to go alone. So once you, <clears throat> once you start um, to grow your team, your like sales team and user acquisition team, how do you balance sales versus support uh, that field? Well, from the very beginning, support for us is the most important thing. We have like ears like bigger than the elephant ears because. Uh, we can't, we have to keep our promise to our users, and it's to do things better than the banking system does, no? So that's why, from the very beginning, we were only four people, now we are 80, but we were four. One people was just uh, talking with the users all the day, every day. So we didn't start selling anything at all until we launched the platforms. And right now, we never say we are sailing. We are not pushing you to buy a loan or insurance. We are not a bank. We don't want to push you. We want to facilitate things if they need it. And if they find something better in another place, great. And the support team will tell them, well done. We want you to save and to better manage your money. So if you have only mind sailing, 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 the user is going to see it. It's not going to like it. So we are always in the user's mind what they want. The users are my friend, my family, and for 500,000 more users, not active users, active users. When, another thing, it's very important when you talk about users, it's very different if they're active or not. Um, in three years, we become the sixth financial entity in Spain in terms of active users, like using really well the app. And we become that in three years, and it's only a matter of uh, marketing budget. So, another kind of different sales channel and user acquisition channel, uh, better said, it's uh, actually you're saying I'm a big data company, and once you got that first layer of, of data from your users, actually a big channel for you is press by sharing all these insights about consumers. That's the main uh, user acquisition for us because as we have all this data. 
we provide this data to our users, of course, and then we do a lot of, well, right now, the journalists find us as a main source for them for data because we all the times like we launch four or five press releases per month telling the people how it's going their money, how they spend the money, uh, uh, how the consume goes, everything. So we do things that the people find it with uh, truly value added, that, that's important. And uh, which bank <laughs> charge you more fees, which is a better bank, things like that, or insurance company. And that's why we have like free user acquisition costs with that kind of things. Let's jump into more the team and the team structure. So you've doubled your team in only a year. And I want to see how is your team organized when focusing on, on, on growth and acquisition? Yes, we change a lot of times. But right now, um, we organize on verticals. And this is very, very important because, for example, just the growth team, the growth team uh, all the marketers, all the marketing people, the designers, but also the people from iOS, Android, and back. Uh, so the product is mixed with the marketing, and they all have the same KPI. Every morning, they have to like wake up and they see you have acquired this term of users, and the retention is this, uh, what has happened with the other campaigns. So the people from product are really focused on the onboarding, uh, on the onboarding funnel changing all the screens every day, because they have this objective. At the very beginning, they were arguing a bit, like, I want to be with my body, with my iOS body, because uh, from, I don't know, from other vertical, and we said, no, you have to have the same KPIs as the people from marketing, so you have to be together, and they are sitting together, and, well, this is working really, really good right now. And as you're growing, how do you ensure that the communication and the vision is still clear, clear and shared by, by the whole team? Well, we are very transparent with them, as we are with, with the users, of course, with the, with the team. Once I told them, come on, team, if you don't believe that we are going to change the financial system and that we have this one very one opportunity to do it, like live leave the company. No? We are very transparent every month. We tell them the KPIs, how we are going, uh, the numbers, everything. So everything is sharing the goal. We never talk about how many hours you have to work in. Like during the week, we talk, if you achieve your goal, your monthly goal, your, uh, then we are really flexible and they love this kind of work. No? So we have to talk and communicate all the time our vision, our goals, because right now we are what, with what you have seen, but we are going to grow in investment, in savings, in energy, in many other markets, and, and it's overwhelming. And so you have to have your team on that, of course. And in terms of funding, as we were saying at the beginning, uh, Fintonic just raised 25 million. Um, what's your focus? I mean, what's your two, three hours, uh, three years ahead plan? Uh, of course, we should keep on growing user acquisition base. But right now, uh, we are focused, more focused on Chile and Mexico. Mexico is a really huge opportunity. Um, and also, we want to grow um, the marketplace, because we've just launched the uh, loan marketplace and the insurance marketplace. And I just want to give you just one data. Um, the people in Fintoni that have uh, applied for a loan from the active users, 30% of them have gotten the loan through Fintonic, and they haven't gone to their bank. So this is 
a really huge um, opportunity. Yes, presented. And we've just already launched this. We have to evolve it a lot, include more partners, and make it really, really big. So we want to make this happen. And so now the focus is not that much on growth, per se, in terms of users, but more. We, we can forget about growth, but it's more focused on uh, launching in other countries and uh, making better the, the marketplaces. OK. So um, one thing is about going international. You're present in Latin America. You actually opened uh, in Chile pretty soon. Um, how do you select the right market? How, how did you go about that and ended up in Chile and Mexico? As you're a startup, you're always growth hacking. <laughs> Uh, what we did is lots of different web pages in different countries, United States, the whole Europe, uh, trying to see how, well, everything, no? The measures of user acquisition cost, uh, the opportunity in terms of loans or insurance, the margins. And we saw that, for example, Germany, there are really low margins uh, for loans. So the marketplace, it won't make sense there. Uh, in other countries, the cost of using uh, acquisition is, was really big, no? because of the players, they were already there. And after studying all the countries in, in South America, uh, we decided, OK, Chile is a great opportunity, because it's a way to prove that we can scale, scale fast in less than eight weeks. We can be in a new country, and in Chile, the people is really techie. Uh, and if you don't arrive well in Chile, you are not going to arrive well or launch in any place in South America. And then Mexico is a really, really huge opportunity. Maybe the people would think it's scary because of the political crisis or the culture is really, really different. But the opportunity, because the users have nothing there, absolutely nothing. They have a really huge commissions and fees, and we can help them save a lot, make them a better world for them, and also get much better loans, much better insurance, because the margins there are extremely high. So I don't think there's any Spanish founder in the audience, but I think it's Latin America is a very usual like, go-to market as a second. Once you go, you think about going international for Spanish startups, and it's a huge opportunity and maybe scary for other uh, founders in maybe in Central Europe and Northern Europe. So how would you recommend about Latin America as a go-to market uh, once thinking about going international and a couple of best practices? I think you have to think big and you have to be there. The culture is really, really different, and you are not going to succeed if you are not there and you partner with someone from there. Uh, it's impossible. Like for us, it's like people say, oh, okay, you speak Spanish, it's going to be very easy for you. No, no, it's not true. We have to translate everything. And the culture is really difficult. For us, it's much more easy to launch in France, in the United Kingdom, or whatever, instead of there. But the opportunity is so huge that if you do things well done and you have the courage to go there, to be there, to your, uh, build a team. Yes, a build a team. team we have a really big team. Well, not, not really big, but really strong. good team there. Um, the things can work. Like in Chile, it's been amazing. The way we have grown there, like in really few months, we've done what we've done in Spain in, in, in like two years. It's, wow, it's so overwhelming. And in Mexico, it's going to be like 10 times or 100 times more than Chile. So 
but you have to, like, you cannot launch with your product and that's all. No, that doesn't work. There, the people, for example, spend in another way, totally different than in Spain. Um, the alerts, for example, there should be different. Um, they have other like issues. They are really scared about everything. They don't use the online banking as we do here because uh, they get robbed and everything. So, well, you have to think the things a lot and be there, do a lot of tests uh, with people and a lot of surveys and a lot of different landing web pages and see what they need and they, if they're willing or not. Uh, to have this kind of products. So we're running out of time, but just wanted to, just one last question I'd like to end um, a panel always with a recommendation. What's your, in terms of a book, what's your Bible for user acquisition? For me, for user acquisition, it's, uh, I sound weird, but to be organized, please, to be really, really, really well organized. And to a book, sorry? Uh, a book. Ah, a book, um, uh, sorry. Um, Nuts uh, from Richard Thaler. For me, the really best book I've ever read, and it has changed my mind and the things how we do it. R uh, Richard Thaler, uh, Nuts, yes. Okay, so thank you very much, Lupina, and I uh, hope you enjoyed the panel. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.